Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Why, hello, and welcome to Get This Shit. My name is Cassie, and I'm your host, and with me, officially, now as a co-host, is Sam. Hey, guys. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Had a butt cramp, had to adjust. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to keep it, because (laughs) you didn't leave me anything work with my guy well your timing is awful so <laughs> fuck me up fix it in post bitch <laughs> well uh, make yourself at home sam shit well we are at home well listen so. it is your house hey, oh now. my god well 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 welcome back for another fucking episode friends <laughs> glad to have you here I am uh, just very recently elevated, so I got a brand new attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's a hot one out there, fellas. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be those people for a second. In Indiana, if you are in the Midwest, it's a hot as fuck, boy. Mm-hmm. But it could be fucking worse. We could be fucking Yellowstone right now, fucking washing away and shit. And then we could have uh, no water like this place in Texas. And then that one other one by the dam, the big one. The, uh, the Hoover Dam. Get a bitch, that one. Yeah, uh, that shit is abnormally low, abnormally dry. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, like my prom cl- date. There you go. <laughs> You're skanking prom date. I only say that because he went to like a. Punk rock prom? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have a date. That was just a joke. No, no, no. For... I know. But all I can think of is you and another greasy-haaired child skanking to ska music. Well, in a, first of you know, all, like it was era-appropriate, number one. Era appropriate. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't blame you. I tried to skank a scoot <laughs> once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had bad knees as a kid, so I couldn't skank too long. <laughs> I don't know. You had a pretty good career. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Oh, my God. Uh, well, all right. So we've covered the weather. <laughs> it is hot as fuck. Be safe out there. Uh, Samuel gets the fucking pleasure of uh, not only driving a car that has minimal, if any, AC and, and you know, it it's all it needs work. Do you want to put it in there? Not really. So uh, but he's working. Uh, why don't you tell the people where you're working? So I get the joy and pleasure of working at the Purdue campus uh, in northern Indiana. And like most larger schools, the campuses are like the different buildings are connected underground by uh, service tunnels where that's. And most campuses are heated by steam. So you have a bunch Mm -hmm. of steam lines running underneath uh, the buildings in very Mm -hmm. small spaces. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, My personal hell. (laughs) I hate humidity. Yeah, it's uh, 
hot and humid, and I get to uh, work on replacing the insulation on some steam lines. Oh down, my god, I'm so there. fucking sorry. <laughs> One time when I worked at Grey Clips during the summer, our AC went out and I came home and I bitched about working and it was like 92 degrees in the salon. And Sam was like, oh, yeah, you have a hot one today. That that one wasn't as bad because I do remember I was working outside, you know, without AC. But no, it was when I think you were at Paul Mitchell. Oh, yeah. And the AC was kind of working, but not as good as it should have. So it got up to like 70 something in in the school. And and you were like, it was real hot. I just remember being like, was it? (laughs) Was it hot? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I said I paid good money to learn a trade in air conditioning. So, well, Sam... To which I responded, we paid good money for we you. We paid good money. <laughs> Salute to you, sir. Salute. Oh, yeah. Drink into your fucking sweatiness. Your right, moisture. Yeah. Hydration. Yeah, it's always fun when twist. you gotta look up at work to see Satan's dick staring you in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, sir. No, sirree. I had the pleasure. Uh, I'm moonlighting in uh, a warehouse office uh, helping out my mom. And uh, which is, it, I mean, it's fine. I've never had a job that is not emotionally investing. Mm-hmm. So she does a lot of passion projects. Yeah, I got a lot of projects. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's nice. I'm not like emotionally drained at the end of the day and all yeah. that but uh we walked in uh yesterday i think and uh, there was no power to the big office but there was power to the warehouse and uh, the little office off of ours so it, we got to fucking play <laughs> Carmen San Diego. <laughs> we were oh, like, honey, what's how, fine? How many what's... people are you going to have to explain that reference to? Listen, <laughs> I have another story I could tell about Carmen San Diego, but I will not at this moment. So we finally find out where this trip is coming from because it's not off of the main breaker of the warehouse. Mm -hmm. It is found in the recess of a cooler, which I had no idea was in the building. It was not cool though. I was very sad because I was going (laughs) to run away there a lot, but um, it was a light switch that was probably 17 to 20 feet off of the ground Mm -hmm. on the wall. And it was just like a light switch light, a, tower of boxes fell over and hit it perfectly to turn it off hey it was the strangest fucking thing and so then the dock guys came back and i was like hey i need someone to jenga this fucking situation because um this bitch over here is about to lose her mind so we gotta get this going (laughs) and they're like yeah yeah yeah, we'll figure it out i was like cool man thanks within a 10 minutes they had the problem resolved mm-hmm. is pretty dope uh i did almost never see under, someone i was gonna say never underestimate a forklift and a can-do attitude oh my god <laughs> i to watch these men fucking wield these goddamn machines around yes dear 
It's a little sexy. No, sir. It's a, I mean, it's a little sexy. It's very impressive. <laughs> if I found someone attractive, I'm sure I would find it sexy. Like you on, like, you know, pair of these little plier, not plier, pincher grabber doodles. Yeah. God, it's loud as fuck, though, man. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it was, we got a little taste of a little warmth, but that was... <laughs> That was about it. It was uncomfortable at best, I guess, mm. <laughs> or at worst. <laughs> Are you laughing at my tea? Because I was just like, "Fuck, I did it again." No, you're you're good. Okay, good. <laughs> I like to add letters to things that don't exist. It's awful. Uh, closet is one of them. I don't know why. It just happens. My favorite is still milk. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's bad. I know. It's the Midwest in me. Mm -hmm. It's the dairy gal in me. We'll call it that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's not my fault to say things wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Say things wrong. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. So, Nicholas finally made his mind up and decided to join us for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moments before recording, he tried to fucking sabotage our shit and jumped up on the pod shit and just fucking trying to ransack the place. He's trying to, you know, get on the ones and twos. Bro, he is straight up protesting because he is out of uh, his special treats. So, like... And we're out of wet food, too. So, Are we? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, we're those people, too. I know. <laughs> and that concludes Pet Corner. Love it. Oh, I mean, William's still William. He's doing great. <laughs> He's a lot. We've just never had a young cat, so we are doing a lot of cat enrichment. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this RoboMouse. Uh, and our friends' kids liked it more than the goddamn cats. I mean, that oh goes God. for most of most of the cat toys that we've spent more than a dollar fifty on. I mean, you're not wrong, but hey, man, uh, he now chases it. He's not terrified of it. He was terrified of it for a minute, and I was like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> but hey, love it. I love it. What have we been up to? Because there's just been a lot of stuff. Apparently, there's aliens. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. lots of that I've seen lately. Um, Oh, we went to Pride, our local Indianapolis Pride. It was super fun. We chose to stay off the beaten path of, like, you know, proper Pride. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, you just never know anymore, I guess. Well, and we also get, are not, like, huge crowd people. Yeah, I get people cagey. Like, I'm not yeah. claustrophobic at all. You can put me in a tight space where every single side is touching a part of my body. And I Which have I to often shimmy, do. Way, <laughs> shimmy my way through it. <laughs> like, we don't talk about the cage, right? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, if you put me in like a large group of people that I don't know, if, especially if it's loud and it's ass to elbows, like I, yeah. I am, oh, I just that's I'd, super fun. Hmm, every fiber of my beating just wants to shake and get free and get uh, out of there. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. No, I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Feel that dog, but 
there are some things that I'll endure that shit for, but yeah, like there are exceptions, anymore. but yeah, yeah like last yeah. podcast on the left, we're going right, to yeah. the uh, jamboree, the podcast jamboree or what have you. The fucking commercials are hilarious. Uh, they are having everyone from the LPN network, uh, and they're doing bits for the uh, for this bad boy. So we're really excited. We well. We should say we are planning on sure. seeing them yeah. in Nashville this weekend. But hey, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen for a fucking reason. But hey, we're excited and we're going to see Katie while we're down there. Woo-hoo. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. A little quick vacay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, Tat. Oh, uh, we did celebrate Pride at Ollie's. Once hey, again, yes, we did. Uh, what a wonderful establishment! If you're ever in downtown Indianapolis, mm-hmm. friendly faces, great food. I uh, think they were this year. They were voted the most LGBTQ friendly restaurant slash bar or entertainment venue, something like I that. I would agree with that. But I believe they. I think they officially won it, but I'm Love not it. sure. I would have to double check. I totally understand why. Um, I will. I will post some photos and videos of us celebrating at Pride. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. You're so funny. No, it's super fun, dancey groove times. Like, that's it. I don't think we got any uh, karaoke videos or anything. But well, that's good. That's good. You're so funny. I did Love Shack with a friend of the podcast, Cullen. It was sweet. Yeah. I got roped into singing Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, you sure did. Everybody no. loved it, though. I'm, yep. They were feeling it. <laughs> the whole time, I'm just... Yeah, no, one of the the other person who roped me in is definitely the greater performer of the two of us. And, oh, yeah, I would got, agree. got super Great into it. The whole the whole time, I'm just like, okay, how's this song go? Okay, just try let's try to remember the song. Let's not fuck this you up. Did you did a great job. You are at Downtown Ollie's. On Pride Weekend celebration, you are Don't not allowed to fuck up, up Backstreet Boys. Yes, this is like yes. <laughs> sacred stuff. This is here. one of the hymns, okay? One of the hymns. Get the <laughs> fuck out. That's hilarious. I love it. A1. You approve, Mick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He loves it. Oh my God. Well, well, well. Alrighty then. We ready to dive right on in? I'm super ready. Okay, I think we agreed to a rousing game of uh, rock, paper, scissors to decide who goes first. Yeah. All right, you ready? Okay. Oh, God <laughs> fucking damn it, Dave. Uh, now you gotta leave that in. I uh-huh. do, I do. Okay. okay, here we go. Right. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn. I okay. go first? Uh, you broke me. <laughs> I got scissors. All, he rude. was rock. Uh, yeah, I guess we didn't establish. You choose. That. You okay, choose. I choose. I choose. I choose. Uh, you need mini mighty mo kitchen. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, 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 no! <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I refer yeah, to. No, I don't yep, have yep, it yep, on yep, me, yep, but yep, refer yep, back. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. Take that back. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Um. Yeah, I'll go first. Fuck it. Do it. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, I'm going to sit back and notes out. chillax, kiddo. So, 
Today, in honor of Pride Month, we are going to talk about Lawrence Michael Dillon. I don't. Oh, you don't know? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm ignorant. I was ignorant as well. That's so. ignorant. <laughs> so, uh, Lawrence Michael Dillon was born on May 1st of 1915. Oh, all right. Yes. And uh, he was the second child of Robert Arthur Dillon and uh, Laura Maud McCliver. Ugh, I love May Reese. Wow. <laughs> it's a, all right. It's a long That's end. enough. Yeah, agreed. Well, she's That's Australian enough. and I think Irish. Oh. I don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you just collected them, I guess, then. So, Robert. Uh, was the heir to the baronetcy of Lismullen in Ireland. You're doing a great job, man. <laughs> Selling it. So he so baronet is the rank below baron. Okay. In like the hierarchy. hierarchy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is like uh depending on whether it's Irish or English, uh one of them is above knight, and one of them is above most knights, but not all. Anyway, so <laughs> I would have been a peasant, yeah, so it low level matter. political, I'd have been a like, surf. low level aristocracy, sure, 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 type sure. Of shit. He's the mayor, but I mean, it's 1915, so like these titles are more like show than actual function. Oh, or for sure, or, yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Lawrence was assigned female at birth. Okay. Um, and Lawrence's mother died 10 days after giving birth. Uh, uh, she died of sepsis. Um, of course she did. Yes. <laughs> well, we just started washing our hands. Yeah, it was not super, super popular. <laughs> Probably had an OBGYN and not a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, Father Robert uh, decided to ship Lawrence and his other brother Bobby mm. to be raised by their two aunts. Wow! In Kent, England. Oh. It's here. Dylan was educated at Brampton Down School and then went on to St. Anne's College of Oxford, which is a Oxford, like, sister school. Preparatory doodle school. Yeah, it's a women's college. Oh. Um, he was pr uh, president of the Oxford University Women's Boat Club. Oh, cool. And won a blue <clears throat> for rowing, which uh, it's oh. a... It's like a blue ribbon, but it's not like state fair. And it's, okay. There's a lot of tradition, but she it's not real, cool. He did real good. Yes, he did real good. Um, but yeah, they don't call it a blue ribbon or, or first or second. Just a bluey, you huh? Just, you just, you got blued. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, won a blue for rowing, competing in women's boat race in 1935 and in 1936. Wow, um, wow. So he graduated in... A set of shoulders on this human. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Strong, sexy shoulders. It. Oh my God, can stroke it all day. 
Uh, he graduated in 1938. Then he went to work at a la- laboratory in... Uh, give me a second. <laughs> Gather it. Gloucestershire. Yep. Uh, that conducted brain research. Ooh. In 1939, Dylan hit up a doctor by the name of George Foss, who had been experimenting with testosterone, mm. which uh, was new on the market. It had been synthesized for the first time wow. in 1935, so four years ago. Wow, previously. how early. Very, very early. He pursued the treatment for testosterone for, uh, like, the common treatment that it was used for was treating excessive bleeding during menstruation oh hell yeah and but they didn't fully understand the whole like why it worked like the copper iud or whatnot exactly it just works and also didn't understand like what those hormones did in sure uh like yeah the bad or the good yeah 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 uh, like, you know, the body hair, the differences sure. in, in temperament and all oh, that stuff. Oh, I can tell you about that. <laughs> so, Foss said that he would prescribe Dylan with testosterone as long as he talked to a psychiatrist first. Okay. Because it gets, it's, sure, you sure, know, it sure. is a hormone. Hormones can affect your psyche. It's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the psychiatrist then was an asshole. Great. I was just, I was asking in my head. Yeah. uh, The psychiatrist outed Dylan. Perfect. To his supervisor at the lab. Yeah, that's what we do. Which forced Lawrence Michael Dylan to move a town over, had to relocate to Bristol, and then took a job at a local garage. No. But by this time, Dylan was able to see the effects of the testosterone in the growth of a beard and being able to put on more muscle. Um, He worked both as a driver and he would also be the night watchman for the garage to uh, like. So night watchman. The vandals (laughs) and the thieves of yesteryear. Kind of, but this is more <laughs> of Night Watch for, because um, this is during World War Two, like nineteen thirty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the Germans are bombing England. Oh uh, yeah, hey man, look yeah, out got for a, night- a fire mm-hmm. fight. Exactly. So you're wow. watching to help try to put out fires, raise alarms whenever that sort of thing wow, does happen. Yeah. Oof. No thanks. So although. Wasn't the best work. You know, he went from a laboratory to now working uh, at a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most of his co-workers offered maybe a little bit of bullying, but nowhere near what like you Dylan would was imagine. used to. He was able to form a friendship with a, no- a young man named Gilbert Burrow. Gilbert. They only worked around each other for a short time before Gilbert was called to serve in, t- uh, in the Navy. Ugh, of course. But uh, he remembers that time fondly. Quote, Then I asked him if he knew, since he had never given any sign, but always treated me as if I were another fellow. Oh. Quote from Barrow. 
Oh, yes, he said. They told me the first day, but I told them I would knock the block off anyone who tried to be funny about you. Good. What a friend. I also said you really were a man, and that had them puzzled. They didn't know what to believe then. Oh, 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 all right. A little bit of your own medicine. A faithful friend is a strong defense, and he that hath found one hath found a treasure. Or that's what Solomon says in the Bible. Oh. Or so said Solomon in his wisdom, rather. And then back to Lawrence, my debt to G, meaning Gilbert, for his loyalty and my darkest hour could never be repaid, although I did my best in later years. Mm, Buddies. Mm -hmm. So Dylan also suffered from hypoglycemia. Oh, no. Which is like, it's easy for you to get real low blood sugar Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. like you can pass out. Yeah, you can pass out from it, which happened uh, to him from time to time, uh, twice when he passed out, uh, he fell and hit his head. Oh, God. Um, on the second time, he was at the Bristol Royal Infirmary. Oh, great. And he uh, caught the attention of one of the world's few practitioners of plastic surgery. Oh, so the surgeon, we're not exactly sure who it is, uh, okay. but it's believed that it was a Dr. Jeffrey Fitzgibbon. Ooh, Fitzgibbons. Um, agreed to perform a double mastectomy for Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, uh, Wonderf- wonderful. Dylan had been vexed by his chest and after the surgery said, quote, I was delighted with this operation when I had recovered from it. At last, I was rid of what I hated most. I sat out on the veranda, letting the sun help heal the incisions, end quote. Oh, my God. So. How wonderfully affirming. Yeah. To be able to out in the open expose what you were most trying to hide, you know. God, absolutely. Uh, What a literal weight off of his chest. So the surgeon also provided like the uh, like to see a specialist, you need a doctor's recommendation. Well, that also Uh works uh for like some legal paperwork as well. Sure. Uh, So the doctor was able to provide him with consent or affirmation or whatever. So he could literally have his birth certificate changed truly have everything changed yes oh that's wonderful so he officially became lawrence michael dillon in 1944 glorious so uh, now my research it said that now he had he became the presumptive heir to the baritancy but from what i understood he had an older brother not a younger so i'm not sure how that works but it will come up later okay Anyway, so the last thing that this plastic surgeon did for Dylan was to grease the wheels, allow the social mores for him to get in touch with a plastic surgeon named Harold Gillies. Gillies. Uh, Yes. Now. (laughs) Gillies, my man. So Gillies was like a huge pioneer in plastic surgery and did a lot of work in World War One, 
of oh, like wow. trying to help disabled and and yeah. for lack of a better Disfigured. term maimed soldiers yeah. from the battlefield uh i personally after because history is one of my things i personally believe that world war one was one of the most if not the most actual like gruesome gruesome wars sure for a multitude of reasons that i'll end up talking about for hours if you give me the chance but anyway yes. <clears throat> so got him in touch with harold gillies and gillies told him that he was willing to do a phalloplasty on him wow fabulous yes for the kids at home for the kids at home that's an addict to me <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, so that is construction of a phallus or a penis on yeah, a yeah. person. All right, all right. Now, Gillies had previously reconstructed penises for injured oh soldiers wow. and had performed surgery on intersex people. Oh, wow. Um, and he was... What more could you ask for? Wow. Right. And he was willing to perform the phalloplasty for Dylan, but like he let him know it's you're going to have to wait a minute sure. uh, because like he was still because this is in 1944, 1945. Oh, he was still okay. very inundated with World War Two patients. Sure. So in 1945. Dylan enrolled in medical school at Trinity College in oh, Dublin wow. under his new legal name, Lawrence Michael Dylan. A former tutor of Dylan's was able to persuade uh, some of the people at Oxford to alter his records to say that he had graduated from an all-male brother school of oh. Oxford, Brassinose. I think is how you pronounce it, instead okay. of the all-women's college of St. Anne's. Sure. So that way, his academic transcript would not say that Lawrence Michael Dillon went to St. Anne's Women College, because yes. that's going to throw up some red flags. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a few. Uh, and then while he was at Trinity uh, College... He once again joined the rowing team and performed well, but this time was able to be on the men's team. Awesome. So 1946 rolls around. Okay. And between 1946 and 1949, Gillies performed at least 13 surgeries on Dylan. Wow. Uh, to complete the phalloplasty. All right. All right. He officially diagnosed Dylan with acute hypospadias, okay. which is a congenital condition or oh, a genetic Lord. condition. Um, so, you know how on a penis the, where the urethra expels? Yes. Is on the tip? Yes. Not always the case. Oh, And that's okay. what hypospadias is. Okay is if that is in another spot it can be coming out the side sure. or at the base it's anywhere i saw pictures and i was like what the fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. i didn't know it was a thing um i feel like there has been a oh gray's anatomy or something along those lines oh i'm sure there has I've but seen. yeah and i was like that's 
That would be very rough. Yeah. And well, I mean, it, and if you have it, it's not like you're talking to your buddies in the junior yeah, high locker room about it. That's not something guys not. are going to admit to each other willingly. And I mean, they should. It's a nobody's Don't fault. It's you a fucking dare. <laughs> we have a kitty in here about to make some bad choices. Sorry. W- William's trying to to play pick a fight with Nicholas. <laughs> But yeah, so... Yeah, you're not talking to your pals in the next urinal. I understand. Yeah. Not common. But should be more common. I agree. So what? So yeah, uh, Gillies diagnosed him with hypospadias in order to, you know... Kind of cover up stuff. To cover the fact that it was a sex reassignment surgery. Sure. Wonderful. What a righteous fucking dude. Yeah. So Dylan was still a medical student at Trinity and while this is going on and he blamed war injuries when infections would cause a temporary sure. limp. He good, good, good. when he did have free time, he enjoyed dancing, but he avoided forming any close relationships with women. One for fear of exposure. Sure. And two, uh, he also believed that quote one must not lead a girl on if one Aww. could not give her children. Aww. One, especially in a post-war era. Sure. Like, that was, I mean, that's where the baby boomers came from. Sure. That was the yeah, baby yeah, yeah. boom, you know. So he deliberately, like, cultivated, like, this misogynistic reputation as, Aww. like, a, you know, smokescreen and sure. self-defense mechanism. Uh, in, I mean, yeah. 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 Kinda, I, you can't take credit for being Batman when you're Bruce <laughs> Wayne. So in 1946, Dylan published a book called Self, colon, A Study in Ethics and Endocrinology, uh, which is a book about what is now called transsexualism. Mm. That term wouldn't come about until about three years later in 1945. Oh, wow. Uh, coined by David Oliver Caldwell, but it was directly based on Magnus Hirschfeld's coinage uh, of the German term, or German term translated into transsexualismus, and that was coined in 1923. Oh, okay. But anyway, I digress. Uh, in the book, uh, Dylan described, quote, masculine inverts, end quote, um, as being born with, quote, the mental outlook and temperament of the other sex. Sure. Um, he used Stephen Gordon in the novel uh, The Well of Loneliness as an example. Since this form of, quote, inversion was innate, a hidden physical condition similar to intersex, it could not be affected by psychoanalysis and should be treated medically. Quote, where the mind cannot be made to fit the body, the body should be made to fit approximately at any rate to the mind, end yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah, I love this. Uh, writing the book and having it published brought him to the attention of Roberta Cowell, who became the first British trans woman to receive a male-to-female sex reassignment surgery. 
though Dylan was not yet a licensed physician, he himself por- performed the, uh, oh God, orchiectomy. Oh, okay. Which is the removal of the testicles. Okay. Since British law made the operation illegal, so. Oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Cowell's vaginoplasty was performed by Gillies. Oh, so they wonderful. Had, yeah. Everybody uh, helping out. <laughs> so Dylan qualified as a physician in 1951. Uh, he wow, initially wonderful. worked in a Dublin hospital, and then he spent six years at sea um, wow. on a boat for uh, P&O and the China Navigation Company. So like British... Oh, wow. British trading companies that, you know, use sea trade, and he was a naval surgeon for those commercial companies. Um, Super cool. Right. So Dylan did not, like, say, hey, this book is about me and self. Sure. But, yeah. It says so. (laughs) But um, his situation came to light um, in 1958. So about wow. 12 years after he uh, published it. Okay. It was an indirect result of his aristocratic background. So there's uh, this thing called Debrett's Peerage. Okay. Uh, P-E-E-R-A-G-E. So like your peers. So okay. like Peerage. it's a, yes, it's a genealogical guide you know, okay. like patents of nobility and knight's tale, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. Like it's a big book of that shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all I can think of is the knight's tale. Yeah, exactly. Patents of nobility. So, Debrett's had him listed as the heir to his brother's. Oh, I get it now. Uh-huh. I just now got it. If his brother were to pass away, he would be the heir to the baronet position yes yes i got you because his brother had not yet had an heir like a male son to become the more anyway whereas um debrett's competitor burke's peerage uh listed that there was no heir to the barrett baronet position because bobby only had a sister according to theirs so the conflict between the two ended up becoming uh-huh. publicized and then talked oh. about and discussed. Oh, so. God. So, um, yes. The editor of DeBretts told Time magazine that Dylan was unquestionably next in line for the baronetcy. Quote, I have always been of the opinion that a person has all the rights and privileges of the sex that is, at a given moment, recognized. Uh, uh, all right. So DeBretz was like, yeah, no, we didn't fuck up. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but all, right. th- all this attention and press was um, not super cool with Dylan, not the type yeah, of no. his Holy. shit. So yeah. he... Uh, Decide to have an eat, pray, love moment and decide to go to India. Uh, yeah. I'm a fuck off for a while. Yeah. Bye. Um, he spent time with some... Uh, <laughs> he spent some time in a Buddhist community. Cool. Um, God, I'm going to butcher so many names. 
hey, you're trying. Uh, he spent time with Sangharakshita. Love it, yeah. Hooray. Uh, and Kalimpong, and with the Buddhist community in Sarnath. Uh, while he was there, Dylan decided to pursue being ordained and become... Hell yeah, let's add another one um, right. to the fucking hat. <laughs> uh, and became Sramanera Shivaka. Beautiful. Cool. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but he was not allowed to be fully ordained with the, per- the uh, one he was studying under... And then they had some other stuff. So uh, Dylan, now Shivaka, turned to the Tibetan branch of Buddhism and went to the... I'm going to go taste this flavor. Yeah. Rijong Monastery in Ladakh. Beautiful. He was reordained as a novice monk of the Galukpa order, Mm -hmm. uh, taking the name Labzang Shivaka. Um, he then spent his time studying Buddhism and writing. Uh, despite the language barrier, he sa- uh, said he felt at home there. Aw, how, how sweet. Yeah. Uh, but he was forced to leave when his visa expired. As things do. And then his health uh, started failing. And then um, he unfortunately passed in a hospital in uh, Dalhousie, India, on May fifteenth of nineteen sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. At the age of forty-seven. Oh my God, he was a baby. Um, he wrote under both of his Buddhist names. Um, Amazing. Shivaka published "Growing Up into Buddhism," which was a primer on Buddhist practice for British children and teens. Oh, how cute! And a critical study of the Vinaya, which looks at Buddhist rules for ordination. Uh, both books were published in 1960, so a couple years before he passed. Wonderful. Two additional books by him were published in 1962. The Life of Milarepa, which was a famous 11th century Tibetan yogi. And... M.G. Getsul, which was an account of life in a Buddhist monastery. Mm. After Dylan passed away, his brother said he wanted to burn Dylan's unpublished autobiography. Oh. Guess he wasn't a fan. What an ass. But the manuscript was saved by Dylan's literary agent. Yeah, that's what's up. And was finally published in 2017 oh under, my God. under the name Out of the Ordinary. Mm. So, that is the life of Lawrence Michael Dillon, who was the first female-to-male trans person to receive a phalloplasty wow. uh, for the purpose of a sexual reassignment surgery. Wow. And was, luckily for us, a uh, a good enough writer to provide a great recollection of his story. And I, yes, if I accurate. was a reader 
I would totally read his autobiography, which I will look and see if they have an audio book. I'm sure it's fascinating. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Sam, fabulous fucking shit, man. A1. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was uh, really cool learning about that story. Seriously, Sam, fabulous, fabulous story to share with the class. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yes. uh, Researching and learning more about this. Very, very interesting person. I'm so glad that he was able to find people that were so supportive of him and him being himself. Right. Yeah. That's uh, especially during that time was super uncommon. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Unheard of, if we're going to be honest. Well, 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 well. I think that brings it to me being the one who is shitting. (laughs) Now comes my bowel movement. Um, (laughs) Today, for all of you, I have... An amazing badass of the wild, wild west. Ooh. Yes, I'm talking back in the day. That would be in 1812. Okay. Charlotte Darkey Parkhurst was born in Vermont. Darkey? Darkey. Woof, buddy. I knew. I knew that you were going to have something to say about it. She had two siblings, uh, Marie and Charles Dodge. Their father was Judge Ebenezer Parkhurst. Mm. And their mother was Mary Morehouse Parkhurst. Unfortunately, at 25 years old, Mary passes away. Pretty normal for the early 1800s. Era appropriate, right? Well, then in 1813 about these dates are going to have to be taken with a grain of sure i mean history salt. especially in like the person to person uh yeah 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 like histories uh unless it's major events because i mean unless you have a family bible there's really not much well yeah because i mean she was born at the outset of the war of 1812 yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know there's a lot of shit going on there was destruction that happened it was uh, one of the few wars that um, actually touched American soil. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're going to have some collateral damage there. Uh, for sure. So, in 1813, baby Charles dies. Uh-oh. Not long after Mary passing away. It, there's only speculation as to why they died. Well... No use crying over spilt milk, I guess. Okay. So after that, Judge Ebenezer remarries and promptly places his remaining children, Charlotte and Marie, into an orphanage in New Hampshire. Wow. I was going to say that it was not uncommon at that time after like the mom would pass away that the dad would remarry quickly to like have someone in the home to take yeah. care of the children yeah nah they said fuck them just straight fuck them fuck them yeah 
weirdly, life was not great at the orphanage. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, and Charlotte saw that boys were treated a lot better. Yeah. Not only in the home, but outside as well. Well, sure, yeah. Especially, like, I'm sure that boys got adopted a lot quicker than the girls did. Because, I mean... Labor. Yeah, exactly. Labor, there's so much more that they can or, do with yeah quote big, unquote boys. do yeah yeah quote quote yeah 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 so charlotte dons the name charlie gotcha when she was 12 she decided to make an escape but before she did she swiped some male clothing and left charlotte behind and was running away as charlie charlie only there you go hey After running away, Charlie met and went to work for another Ebenezer. (laughs) (laughs) Ebenezer. Scrooge? (laughs) Balk. B-A-C-H? B-A-L-C-H. Ah. (laughs) Where where is this going on again? Refresh my memory. At his stable in Worcester, Massachusetts. Gotcha. Yeah, they're in New England, basically. Gotcha, gotcha, They gotta run around New England for a while. All right, Uh, because then they're off to Providence. Gotcha. (laughs) These two places, Charlie started as just a lowly stable hand, but moved up from there. His skills improved, and he began to challenge himself more and more. He made friends while working for Balk, like, uh, one, two, three. He made friends while working for Balk, uh, friends like James Birch. <clears throat> he was another coachman that had big dreams. Oh. At this time, so it, we're talking late teens, okay. early 20s, okay? okay? At this time, Charlie was five foot nothing and estimated to be about 175 pounds. Okay. He had large arms. Yeah, little, little chunky. Large yeah. arms, but was pretty dainty other than that. All right. Was rather small. Had some pythons. Had pythons and had a larger chest and back. Okay. Uh, I mean, stable work will do that. Yes, for sure. yes. You're tossing around a lot, a lot of bales of hay. Oh, yeah. You're, you know. Scooping a lot of shit. Sure, yeah. Uh, also, uh, re, uh, one, two, three, re-shoeing the horses. Oh, yeah. Things uh-huh. like that. And, uh, yeah, so also at this time it's been said that many people, by many people, that Charlie purposefully added different inflections and quote, quote, modifiers to his voice hmm. to give it a certain squeaky tone. Since he had a more light, more effeminate voice, if that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So characterized his voice with different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the reason. Like Jerry Garcia. Like, hello, ladies. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the reason that people believe that they that he did that is because. There was an associated squeak 
with whiskey drinkers at the time. Huh. Probably something like that. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Uh. <laughs> but um, even Archer, the greatest spy on the planet of Earth, gets caught once in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, Charlie yeah, 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 almost yeah. did. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like uh, Archer sometimes squeaks on the TV show oh God, when so he's funny. surprised, which is true. He does. Uh, oh, yeah. H. John Benjamin's characterization of Archer on the TV show. Yeah, yeah he's got a squeak. Yeah, yes. squeak sometimes. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, totally. That's what I fucking meant. God, <laughs> you're picking up on my, my fucking vibe, guy. I love it. Fabulous. Fabuloso. So uh, we're in Pawtucket, all right? On okay. a crisp winter evening, Charlie. Isn't that the town that Family Guy set in? It's Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Girl, I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure. I, You're probably right. <laughs> I thought it was in Kentucky. Who fucking knows? <laughs> what? I don't know. It sounds like a Kentucky town. It's Seth MacFarlane. Like, or... Mm. <laughs> hey, no, I don't pa- know geology. But Jesus Christ, that's a good one. I Thanks. like that. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, no, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. That sounds, uh, yeah, absolutely. So we're there. Okay. We're doing our little coach Uber thing, all right? right. We're waiting outside a gala. Okay. And it's super cold, all right? Charlie's hands start to freeze. Ooh, yeah. And they don't stop. Mm. It was so bad that he couldn't handle the actual reins the grips because charlie our friend here is no bitch charlie well drives a stage coach sure so she asked another coachman by the name of liberty childs for some much needed help so now this is just kind of a, a story in the ether because now we have a little bit of time that we don't know a lot about. Okay. Okay. But it's not sure if this actual like uh, incident in Pawtucket is the catalyst for this. But Charlie relocates from New England to Georgia. Sure. Yeah. You, you aren't going to freeze your hands off in Georgia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, he begins work as a whip and is recognized once again as the best in his field. There you go. Did did they in Georgia? Did they know about his ni- middle nickname of Darky? Because I feel like that oh wouldn't bode well in Georgia. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, because uh, after this Pawtucket faux pas. He was known for wearing long fringe beaded gloves. He wore them in every season. New glove goofing, like I don't just new glove goofing. <laughs> Three payments. Oh yeah. Once in Georgia, Charlie started working for an old friend, James Birch. Oh yeah, the driver from New England. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remembers him. Charlie's judgment as to what could and what could not be done with a wagon was sound and impeccable. Also, his pleasant manner won him 
friends everywhere he went. In terms of badassery for driving a stagecoach, he was fond of a six-in-hand team. Okay. So he alone fucking held back six goddamn steeds of glory. Sure, yeah. So like more... uh, Over fucking bumpy-ass roads and shit. Not even roads. Bumpy-ass prairie and shit. Yeah, so more of like a long-distance stagecoach hauling multiple people and luggage. So like... Long distance trucker of that era. Uh, 110%. Like the one or two horses, like those are more like local carrying, you know, a couple people like around town, like Uber style. But this is more like trucker. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. So this prompts another nickname for Charlie. Six horse Charlie. (laughs) Six horse Charlie. Six horse Charlie. Yeehaw. I love it. Yes. Yee-hoo. <laughs> uh Charlie was in his late 30s at this time when he heard from his friend Birch that he was a going out west. Oh. Going that out to Birch California. Out yep. Okay. Yep. Uh thought it would be a great adventure. Both of them did. Uh what what year again? I'm sorry. So in 1851. Gotcha. Yeah. Charlie can't imagine what would spur them to head out west. Yeah. It's, what is it? Uh, I'm gonna guess the gold rush. You're absolutely yeah, fucking right. It is. Yeah. So Charlie moves from California. Nope. So Charlie moves from Georgia, Georgia to California. Gotcha. Uh, following opportunities that you said it earlier from the gold rush he relocates to california a little differently than some of his stagecoach brethren yeah he didn't he he didn't donner party it he sure didn't (laughs) uh right before he left for california he uh, had a little dalliance up in uh, the new england area and caught a boat from Boston. Wow, and like went to Panama and oh, then walked okay. over the small bit of uh-huh, land the, the before the yeah. Exactly. Yes. Walked over it before they made it. Right, before they made a canal. A and canal. Then caught a boat on the other side. And caught a boat on the other side and continued. I was gonna say he didn't he didn't fucking go all the way around the tip of South America, did he? Sure fucking didn't. That's going to take a minute. Yes. So it is unknown why the next thing happens. Okay. We we just don't know. Okay. It's not recorded well. All right. But this is what we've got. While on his trip, Charlie is going by the name of Charles Clifton. All right. But to passengers on the train, they call him Thunderbolt. Fuck yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can I be Thunderbolt? You can totally be Thunderbolt. I want to be Thunderbolt. Oh my God. Is No I last name. My just Thunderbolt. Off. <laughs> no last name. Yeah, like Prince. Yeah, no Sam... Insert nickname Thunderbolt yeah, Miller. Yeah, no. no, 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 no. Just Thunderbolt. Just Thunderbolt. 
I want Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone to play oh every time God, I yes. walk in a room. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm changing your ringtone immediately. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So Charlie said that he was basically on the lam because he was a witness to a big crime and had to keep a low profile by keeping a high profile, you know, like Archer. Well, sure. I mean, look, my name's Thunderbolt. Obviously, that's not my real name. But I use Thunderbolt because I'm on the lam. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm on the run for some big shit. So I'm like, I'm still a cool dude. Yeah, we yeah. We can still talk and hang out, but I can't give you my real name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just Thunderbolt. I'm, I'm just I'm Thunderbolt. I'm a fart past it in the wind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For two sure. ships in the night. Yes. All right. So once Thunderbolt lands in <laughs> California. <laughs> Does he land with a boom? With a boom. <laughs> He takes a job with the newly formed California Stage Company. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, that company is started by his good old friend. J- Jimmy. 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 Jimmy James Birch. Love it. He, so Jimmy's doing all right for himself. He consolidated a shit ton of stage lines and um, yeah, made his own company. That's so up. stage lines were... Basically, independent truckers, like what we know right. as today. So, um, some people franchised, you know, mm-hmm. had a couple in the game. Uh, but yeah, so Jimmy's doing great. Yeah, no kidding. Charlie once again builds up a glowing reputation of being an excellent stage driver. He rode for Western Union for a spell All as right. well. He explored all types of new routes out west. And uh, this is roundabouts the time that Charlie gets kicked in the face by his lead horse, Pete. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And survived? Yeah, sure did. Oof. Sure did. Um, Lost an eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. But gained... At least two new nicknames. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they didn't every really cloud call has him a that. silver lining. They didn't really call him this in front of him, but they were One-Eyed Charlie okay. or my favorite, Cock-Eyed Charlie. <laughs> After losing his left eye, he wore a black patch as if it was uniform. Sure. After many trips, he didn't get a glass eye. Out oh my of it. gosh, no! But can you imagine, like, fucking Wild Wild West days? I get kicked in the motherfucking face, and then what do we do? Like, oh yeah, just uh, let me take a swig of this fucking whiskey and rip my eyeball out, Doc. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can chloroform. They had that at that time. Sure. But we're still talking autopsy to surgery. Immediate turnarounds, you know? (laughs) You mean surgery to autopsy? No. Oh, oh, the surgeon. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, the surgeons are coming from autopsies and then performing surgeries with the same tools without washing their hands. Yeah, not washing their goddamn hands. Which then turns surgery into autopsy autopsy really fast. You got it. You got it. You got it. (laughs) It's It's a vicious cycle. It is. It is. All right. So after. 
uh, many trips from West Coast to East Coast and back. Oh, God. Charlie's luck finally ran out Mm. when he was traveling to the East Coast. uh, He was face to face with the uh, classic stagecoach robbery. Uh, And to make it worse, he had passengers with him. Oof, that's rough. So the robber made off handsomely and no one got hurt. So that's good. Pretty good, right? In theory. In theory. On his return trip back to the West Coast, as fate would have it, Charlie was stopped by the exact same robber as before. This time, Charlie shot him and then just kept going. All right. Yep. <laughs> Ain't getting my shit this time. That's Fool it. me once. Shame, Shame on me. Shame on you. Fool me twice. You can't shoot the shooter. You can't shoot the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the only known like robbery that Charlie ever had. So pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. After years of stage driving and traveling, rheumatism began taking a physical toll. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they didn't they didn't know what uh RSIs were back then. Oh fuck no. <laughs> uh, you're chewing on coca leaves. Right, yeah. You know? Uh if you can get them, whatever. Uh also the uh railroad expansion was taking up more sure, and more sure, of sure, the sure, overland sure. overhaul businesses, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not having a lazy bone in his body, the former stagecoachman, this 60-plus-year-old man, turns to lighter work. It's about time. Uh, Charlie's l- earned it. Yes, he has. Lumberjacking and raising cattle. Sh- Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Uh, yep. Built yep, a cabin yep. for himself. Mm-hmm. And occasionally would haul freight for neighbors. Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> After uh, happy, many happy years of uh, what Charlie called retirement. <laughs> <laughs> in a small cabin up in Watsonville, California, Charlie passes December 18th, 1879. Of tongue cancer. Tongue cancer? Yeah. Tongue cancer. All right. I assume he chewed tobacco. Oh, yeah. It was the fucking era of the dip, my guy. Mm. So, yeah, I'm guessing it's probably complications from that. 110%. So, it's only after death it's discovered that Charlie was assigned female at birth. Dude, that's so fucking, like, that's... Pretty fucking badass to go that It's remarkable. That. No one. I mean, Mulan couldn't, so. I, you know, <laughs> you beat out Mulan. Uh, it came as a complete surprise to everyone who knew him, especially. Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. his business partner. Yeah, that's what's up. That's so, yeah. I mean, it that's sucks. A it sucks. And it's not fair at all that. You know, Charlie had to live like that, but I mean, to be. I feel as if that, he lived the way that he wanted. But, like, I 100% agree, but not being There's able to be open about, sure. yes. about it. Yes. Um, 
I can't imagine that. But at the same time, to feel so accepted and like homogenized in in your new self, you know, that everyone was so super. No one questioned. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's kind of like a bittersweet there, but. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. Definitely. Um, what you may find even more surprising is that while they were cleaning out Charlie's cabin, uh, found in a small wooden chest was a tiny baby dress. It was confirmed by the medical examiner of the time that Charlie had indeed given birth at least once in his lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some kind of like... thing when he was on the train that he was saying that he was married to an affluent uh, person in Boston this that and the other and Mm -hmm. people speculate that that may have been him bringing a little bit of real life to right on the lambs Charles yeah Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt yeah Given a little life to Thunderbolt from his own. So, but that's just speculation. Mm. So another cool thing that's often touted about Charlie's story is that he is thought to be the first woman who voted in the entire U.S. Because his name, um, because he, I guess I moved around, but uh, by the time uh, he went to... uh, uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. he was going exclusively by Charles Dodge mm-hmm. Parkhurst. He took his um, late brother's name. Oh, yeah, so he was going okay, okay, strictly okay. Right, by right, that. Right, 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 right. So right. he he had a wonderful setup for him. No one questioned it because right, he had because there is and they were very close in age and things like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in there is a memorial in Sequel Village, California, that marks the site where they believe uh, he was the first woman to cast a ballot in an American presidential election. That's cool. I believe it was 1886. Okay. I believe. But, yeah. James Garfield, baby? I don't know. I'd have to look. Oh, 68. <laughs> oh, 68. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm an, one. I'm an idiot too. Damn, <laughs> idiot nine. Fuck. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this is 52 years before the 19th Amendment. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I want to. I have a, another like fun fact that I found in the middle of all this, but I wanted to celebrate Charlie. Parkhurst in his glory and everything first but uh yeah one of the most amazing people that I have done research on yeah it's it's super cool when you can find you know people who are just such badasses in history yes whether it's in in the west and was like you said accepted and just fucking not questioned wasn't fucking hassled was just lived their life as truthfully as they felt they could. Yeah, absolutely. 
and it's so interesting to hear those stories about people who like it gives you hope in when you think about you know people in history who who had monumental achievements and mm-hmm. like if you told charlie that he would be such a a big figure to remembered those. as yeah. a trailblazer yeah. literally and figuratively yeah for he, a community he, that he could have only imagined yeah i'm sure that he would be very humbled and and very surprised confused you know? yeah i mean yeah. i know you know if someone told me if, oh my if, god yeah in 2000 well god that's a bit much <laughs> calm down in I, like 150 I have no years number relation you but know, yeah like in 150 yeah. years if someone told me in 150 years like people are gonna look back it was poignant yo i'm gonna look back at your story and it's gonna mean something to not just me but a lot of other yeah. people I yes mean, me personally, I'd be like, I didn't, I haven't, I haven't done it. I haven't You're done a liar, anything. right? <laughs> Same things. But I'm sure Charlie was like, I just drove stagecoaches, and you know. Yeah, he doesn't think that. Yeah, yes, I. They seemed a very modest. Yeah. Person. So like, it's cool to research history about people who might not necessarily hit the big numbers on the you know yeah, yeah. timeline on your history teachers border their classroom yeah or the new gts border that i better be getting (laughs) but i mean there's so many like history is full of people and that's why history interests me so much because people are people and they always have been people so like uh for me it's interesting to think about the big stories from history in a context of, of real people and how it affected real lives but it's also interesting to look at real people and see how far reaching their lives can be even when they don't feel like they're doing anything spectacular you know yeah yeah those are those stories are just as interesting yes they're just as sweet yeah Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that is awesome that's thank you thank you fantastic story so I had to tell you about this because it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So about the whole Panama situation, right? Okay. Fun fact, Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. once again, discovered something that was already there and people were there. <laughs> hey. Hey, what up? Um, His career pretty much ended there mm-hmm. because he was marooned due to a hurricane. Good. Yeah, and his son had to take a raft to Mexico to get a boat <laughs> to save <laughs> Suck it. people's asses and everything. But yeah, he was marooned there, and I was like, good. That's how I be. feel about it. <laughs> but that is all the shit that I have for you today. Love it. Thanks, thanks. Um, I do believe I'm so excited. Samuel, do you have... Some shits for us to get? Yes, I have some get that shit. Yeah. I actually have two. Oh, sh- oh shit. With, All right. Right? With this being Pride Month. Um, yes, yes. Love to yes. plug local things. So my first one is a local LGBTQ-owned business. And it's called Pumpkin Fish. Pumpkin Fish. I think we've been there. 
Uh, yes, you have definitely walked past and seen it and walked in around it. It's like kind of like a gift shop. Um, <laughs> it's got little eclectic things. If you're uh, from Into the shit. indie <laughs> area, it is in the uh, food garage hall in the Bottle Works district. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really cute. They have dog socks. <laughs> they have a whole lot of different just knickknacks very eclectic uh you never know what you're gonna find in there but it's all it's uh, super it's cute i know exactly stuff. what you're talking about now <laughs> mm-hmm. but, i used to go there all the time um uh, when i worked at dry bar yeah you sure did i fucking loved so gosh. yeah that's a local indie lgbtq owned business yeah and that, they uh, have the knackeries like i said they have dog socks they have cat socks like and i'm talking like solid socks with like little cute little breeds of dogs and cats amazing they have the great gift card things uh super cute kitschy like you know doodles yeah my other get that shit is a small business and online store called pals socks pals yes so pals the according to their mission statement Pals are not only the most fun, comfy, funky socks for kids ever created. Oh, my God. They also exist to create positive social change and make our world friendlier. So what Pals socks is, um, they are mismatched socks that go together. So they are like, uh, I looked on, on a little bit on their website and they have like one sock that's a burger. The other socks is fries. God damn it. I love it. Uh, there's chips and guacamole. There's Done. like a, a, a pig and a cow. There's perfect. a dolphin fish. Oh my God. So Pow socks are perfect mismatches that come paired as two unique colorful characters that are friends despite their difference. <laughs> Our concept is to inspire kids to have all different kinds of friends and not be afraid to try new things. Oh, how wonderful. Life can be a fun adventure when you are more open to new people and experiences. Pals inspires empathy, inclusivity, and an easy teachable moment about why it is so much fun to have a friend who isn't just like you. Uh, to add depth to our mission, all pa- all pairs come with their own collectible pals card, Cute. where kids can name their new pals and learn how they met. <laughs> so I'm gonna name these. Do they have adult sizes? They absolutely have adult sizes. They have uh, bundles. Um, Wonderful. So like you can get multiple pairs uh, yeah, for yeah. a slightly discounted rate for kids. Um, they also have bundles to where they have the same like mismatched pair oh for adults yes. and kids Mommy sizes. Mommy and me socks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Zaddy and me socks. Uh, they're from what I looked at, they're roughly about uh, like ten bucks a pair, Sweet. but the different bundles affect yeah. the prices differently. I'd fuck with that just because they're cute and I like you know that shit. Yes, uh, but it is <laughs> palssocks.com. P A L S S-O-C-K-S dot com. Love it. And Pal Socks on Instagram. And I'm sure they're on Sweet. the other socials that pre- be pretty easy to look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tag them. It's the one thing that I will do. But they are also uh, female and LGBTQ owned as well. That's amazing. Um, they're ethically produced, ethically sourced. 
But yeah, and they get they donate their proceeds uh, here and there to mm-hmm. some good causes as well. So wonderful, Pow socks. I found it, thought it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, so absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I like to ethical one two three ethically shop where mm-hmm. I can. Um, thanks so much for bringing that, you yeah, doodle. Totally. Well, my dudes, I think that's. Pretty much it for to doodles. Yeah, I think so. You think yeah. so? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, oh my god, what was that one thing I was saying earlier? I had this stupid thing stuck in my head, and <laughs> I said something like "gorilla hearts," "gorilla hearts," and, and "shark uh, farts." Nope, you said "fart shirts." No, listen. You meant shark farts. <laughs> First of all, I don't even know what the whole thing meant I in the first know. place. I don't know. But it just came to me. You definitely said fark shark. My spirit took me over. Oh, my God. So, while you are out there looking for your next strange pair of socks, make sure that we are in your earballs. All right. Uh, you can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and if those don't suit your fancy, you can find more platforms on our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, please like, follow, and subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree to find our website, episode resources, extra streaming platforms, and much, much more. Please holler at us if you have a small business you want us to hype or a topic you don't want to do homework on. You can catch us at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. That is all, <laughs> folks. Have a wonderful rest of Pride. I think we may... I don't, I don't have a calendar in front of me. <laughs> we may see uh, in another day of pride month but i think so if we won't if we don't have a happy pride happy pride be gay. To everyone. yes be merry and bright um oh my god sorry i don't mean to interrupt uh there i saw something online that someone or no someone was talking about something and it was about do we really have to celebrate, you know, uh, who you like to have sex with or or whatever? Very ignorant comment. And I was You're like... You're the only one thinking about sex, you weirdo. And I was like, then it's not fucking for you. Like, yeah. then don't celebrate. No one cares Look if away. you're not celebrating. It's If you don't want to celebrate, then don't. No yeah, one gives man. a shit. What, stop trying to piss on the people who are trying to enjoy... And celebrate inclusivity. Yeah. Like, kiss my dick. Like, he can have the you. shark farts. <laughs> and the fark shards. And Both the fark shards. Both of them. Both of them. You guys get gorilla hearts and love and light. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you on the next episode of GTS. Be good or be good at it. <laughs> love and light. Bye. 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 <laughs>